Okay, we're live in three, two, one, action. It's the Redonkulous Podcast, starring Annie and Jeff and my coolest guy in the world whose name is James. It's Redonkulous. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Redonkulous Podcast, where when life gets tough, we get redonkulous. This is season two, episode 12, I think. Yep, episode 12. Uh, today we have a very special guest uh, and a very special episode. Can't wait to share it with you guys. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about our GoFundMe campaign with Share Our Strength, No Kid Hungry. So now until the end of April, we are donating uh, money to this campaign, this fundraiser, and we are asked for your help to donate money to this good cause. Additionally, we have new merch. Check this out. We have six feet away hoodies that's going to be on our Teespring. And starting now until the end of April, 100% of the profits are going to be going to No Kid Hungry. So please help us, support us if you can, share it, help us feed hungry children. Today we have a very <laughs> special guest. Uh, his name is Emmanuel Imperial. We, ha we call him Manny. And he is the owner and the chef of Phil M Restaurant in Staten Island. He is... Uh, New York native, and uh, that is probably what I've heard. I haven't personally tried it yet because of this whole <laughs> lockdown, but I've heard it is the best Filipino cuisine in New York. So definitely check that oh out my gosh. Uh, once this, is, this whole pandemic wraps up. Additionally, he also manages his family grocery store. Um, it's called Phil Am Food Mart. There's one in Queens and then one in Staten Island as well. On top of that, he is the president of the core Toastmasters of New York. And I was so fortunate he invited me on. Uh, it was actually yesterday. And let me tell you, I didn't think I would be nervous, but it really took me out of my comfort zone. I am very, very happy to have this guy on the show. Please give a warm welcome to Manny. Welcome to the show. Wow, guys, you guys all look great in your, your sweaters. They all look awesome. Thank you so much. I'm honored Thanks. to be here. What, what an introduction. I feel like we can just end the show now. No, <laughs> definitely not. We haven't talked since the core Toastmasters meeting. So why don't you tell uh -huh. us a little bit about that? That was quite fun. I've never experienced anything like that before. Yes, I've been a member of this group since uh, for three years now. And at first, I was one of those guys who was very shy, very tough for me to be able to speak in public, uh, especially in front of a crowded room. So we meet twice a month at a, a conference room on uh, 14th Street, Union Square, and it's open to the public. We work on public speaking. We have different segments throughout our meeting where we are challenged by a question and we have to come up with a one to two minute speech on the spot, as well as some people prepare, have some prepared speeches that they uh, also give. What does CORE stand for? I know it's an acronym. <laughs> CORE is C, stands for confidence, to be able to eliminate the fear of public speaking. O is organization. We try to organize our, our thoughts when we're giving a speech. So we think about an introduction, a body, and a conclusion. R is we want to be able to relate to our audience through vocal variety, through eye contact and hand gestures. And then finally, E is engagement. We always try to inspire engagement by creating an encouraging environment for all. You guys also did a word of the day for the core Toastmaster. The word of the day yesterday was sagacious. And that just means keen or a smart decision. 
and mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, it was my first meeting. I wasn't really aware of all the protocols. Mm-hmm. In the middle of your speech, when you were talking about purchase that you made to help you prevent you from storing, I was the one that said, oh, Manny, that was a sagacious uh, purchase. <laughs> so I couldn't help myself. I, you know, I, I, I just had to say it. No, actually, thanks to you, you, gave, you reminded me that I have to use that word. So if it wasn't for you, I probably would have gotten points off for that one. Oh, man. Mm. So thank you. The, yeah. one, the one thing that I want to touch on is the table topics. I didn't think that mm-hmm. it was going to be in that style, meaning like each person who volunteered to do a speech, what was mm-hmm. it, one to two minutes? The right. random question that was assigned by the person that came up with the table topics, which is mm-hmm. our very own uh, Kevin Yang from Life Plus Up podcast. Yeah. The first question was, what was the first restaurant you're going to be going to uh, eat at, to dine at mm-hmm. after this whole pandemic is over? And I was just thinking, oh, I wish I went first because I was just going <laughs> to Bill M. Cucina in Staten Island. But <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't get that, uh, I didn't get that right. question. That's yeah, where I want to go. Happens. Uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'll gladly host you guys. But a lot of times with table topics, everybody always gets here's that question and they all say to themselves damn i wish i went because i have the perfect answer for this but then when it's your turn and you're asked the question <laughs> it's like oh my gosh yeah. can, we, can we answer the previous question <laughs> uh but typically we tell our our guests that as long as you're up there and you speak you don't have to necessarily answer the question you just have to try to build your your skill and presentation skills as well yeah I'm happy with my question. My question was, what was the first movie I was going to visit? I'm glad mm-hmm. I didn't get the one about which country or which city you're going to go to because I would have uh, no idea. I would just be like, okay. well, uh, I'm staying home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's cool about table topics is it's actually my personal favorite role because I love asking questions. And sometimes you get to put people in different situations where there are the craziest uh, scenarios. So a good example was, and th- this is my ultimate favorite one, we were doing like a movie theme. And when the, the person that I asked this question to, his response was beautiful. He pretty much uh, got Titanic. And the question that was given to him was, imagine that you're in the bottom room of the Titanic and you're surrounded by people who are mute, meaning they can't speak, but they can only hear. And you're asked to give like a final speech before all of you die. So like he killed it. He came in there. He talked about uh, how, you know, like we are all going to die now, uh, but let's enjoy this, <laughs> like seeing this glacier. You know, not every day you get to look out the window and see the <laughs> glacier, like the, the biggest part of the, the glacier and uh, and know that you're dying that way. So, yeah. That's like our old segment, Serious Hypothetical. Yeah, hopefully, uh, James, Annie, you guys can come and uh, check out one of our meetings. Yeah, definitely. Sounds yeah. good. So when do you guys uh, host it? So we meet first and third Wednesday of the month at okay. 6.30 p.m. And we typically, like I said, we meet in a conference room. So it's like being on zoom is completely different compared to if you were live in person you see everyone's judging faces and it's a (laughs) lot easier to get nervous sure yeah i I feel like Mm -hmm. the atmosphere would definitely be different if we were uh physically in front Mm -hmm. of everyone you said it's in union square yeah uh, right at the capital one building basement basement conference room is there a membership fee postmasters is a worldwide 
uh, organization and you get access to this uh, pathways database that uh, it's pretty much like a curriculum in which you are given certain assignments so that you can move forward preparing for your speech. Uh, it's a $20 fee uh, just to be a member and then it's pretty much like $7.50 per meeting, but obviously you're not gonna pay per meeting, you'll pay it like one time. So for a good uh, four to six, like I think it's four months, you pay like uh, $45. Okay. And uh, we pretty much put you throughout uh, through this entire program where uh, we are you know, like hosting these meetings and then we're helping you throughout your pre preparation uh, to give a speech. What happens after you graduate? no one really graduates it's like everyone there's still so much room for improvement uh regardless of whether you are a beginner or uh like a professional speaker like so for example with kevin uh they that's where they introduced anchor uh, which is one of the podcast um, platforms and that's where yes. postmasters was able to take him we use anchor through, too shout out to anchor.fm so did you know if uh, Kevin was always a great public speaker or did he have like some help and then he improved? Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a good question. I feel like he's a natural, uh, but thanks to Toastmasters, we're able to pretty much nitpick and find the little things that he can do to improve himself. So one of the things that I noticed uh, that he improved on a lot is how he engages with his audience. Mm -hmm. He will call people out by their names and he'll be able to really uh, engage and remember like the smallest details that everyone has given uh, about themselves and that's what I've always appreciated about Kevin. The real reason why we wanted to bring you on we wanted to talk about mm -hmm. some Filipino cuisine man um, okay why don't you tell us like how you got started so actually the restaurant uh, we just opened about five years ago okay so we've been open for a little, a little over Yes, it's a Filipino grocery store. Uh, we've been open since 1985. And that's pretty much where my whole uh, you know, Filipino food journey began. Uh, that's where I kind of fell in love with food. And I really enjoyed learning more about the culture and the, and the cuisine itself. Is Jeff saying it right? Phil Am? Or is it Philam? Or... Phil Am, yeah. Phil Am. Phil Am. <laughs> yeah, Filipino <laughs> <laughs> and the restaurant is Philam Cucina. Cucina is like translates to kitchen. Ah, uh, cool. okay. Yeah. Okay. I did one one right. <laughs> Let's segue into our word of the day today. Today's word of the day is pleonasm. What? <laughs> pleonasm. <laughs> pleonasm. Okay. It's a noun. It means the use of more words than those necessary to denote mere sense. Manny's going to appreciate this one. The example is the grammarian's recent post discussed pleonasms such as past history and personal friend. So extra words basically. So being redundant? Yep. Uh, okay. Just like what I'm being right now. <laughs> or, or, or being a little extra. Being a lot bit extra. <laughs> so now you guys have to uh, spell it out. Okay, pleonasm. E-L-E-O-N-A-S-M. Wow, that was correct. Wow, nice. Should I have just Yay. said you? Yeah, that was right on a dot. I thought That's it was what I had in my head. That. I guess it's not as uh, hard as sagacious. All right, so talk about working from home. Manny, what are the plans for your restaurant? This COVID-19 has been affecting a lot of uh, stores, especially in New York. 
And, you know, if you've been following the news, um, we recently just passed Italy, right? We have the most infections now. And the majority of them are from New York State. So um, how has that impacted you? Do you guys do you guys do delivery or what do you guys plan to do going forward? Yeah, so we've been doing delivery through some of our delivery platforms, DoorDash, uh, Uber Eats, and uh, Seamless. So uh, we've also started to receive phone calls and I found myself more of a delivery guy than working in the kitchen. But yeah, we are not accepting any dine-ins. Uh, we actually give the orders right outside the door we don't even let the people come into our establishment at all so you do delivery and you do pickup yes man okay so my father's birthday is coming up uh this weekend and (laughs) we wanted to order a cake from this cake shop in astoria and um they don't even do deliveries now. So I was just like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. I think Annie's going to, Annie and Tammy, my sister, is going to end up making like a boba flavored cake from home. Wow. That should be fun. We're going to try to. Awesome. <laughs> Have you tried it the boba flavored ice cream? Ice cream? Of course. You like it? <laughs> it's okay. I like, I prefer having the actual bubble tea. Man, Same when here. I- when I first saw that that pack for, go for like five ninety nine, six ninety nine, I was like, "This is overpriced." <laughs> and I popped it open, and I had one. And by the next two days, that box was done. So, wow, yeah. I really liked it. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. I mean, you're not, you're not even a big fan of sweets. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, same here. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of sweets either. How much do you think it is now? Like, there's definitely a lot of price gouging going on. What do you I think, think the we cost got it? We got it for like seven bucks per box right now. Damn. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I just want to talk about your business. Um, so do you plan on doing more deliveries in your restaurant and grocery stores? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's if I personally believe that this pandemic is going to continue for at least two years. Uh, mainly because of how long it will take for us to get that vaccine. Uh, I think once that vaccine is is um, like, uh, pretty much perfected, that's the time that I think that uh, this whole thing will uh, get back to normal. But uh, for the most part, in order for our business to survive, we're most likely definitely going to be doing all delivery takeout. So for like, for like uh, restaurants and stuff, you know, there's like Grubhub, there's, you know, DoorDash, there's there's a lot of companies to do deliveries for you and Uber Eats. But for the grocery store, I don't know if there is a, anything like that that you can take advantage of. Um, the majority of our customers, some of them don't really have like the, the smartphones. Uh, we plan to put those images, of course, online, but then we've been uh, printing them out on on paper and pretty much have a list of the majority of our products. We've been in this business for a long time, so our customers already know our products. And it's, I guess the challenge is going to be how are they going to receive it? And I'm definitely going to have to have someone staying in front of the computer as well as answering uh, all the phone calls to be able to accommodate all our customers. We had a brief conversation prior to recording 
and think that it's good to prepare for the worst. You know, it, it seems like you have that next steps uh, lined up. So, you know, ho- hopefully it, this gets resolved sooner than later. Did you guys hear what's hap- what happened in Hong Kong? Since everything was getting better, they started to lessen the the quarantining rules and regulations, but then it started to pick up again. Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. That's terrible. And I feel like there are a lot of people in Hong Kong are a lot more disciplined than they are here. I mean, sometimes uh, I'm noticing just looking outside and driving, there's still a lot of people on the road, not social distancing. Yep. Yep. Now people are saying that the germs stay in the air for I don't know how long, but really? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think that's true. I don't think this I is. Don't a, I don't know what's true anymore. I don't think. I don't know what's point. true either. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't uh, doesn't this feel like uh, an episode of Walking Dead? A little yes, bit. Kinda. Did you guys watch yes. Walking Dead? The first no. thing I, I spoke to Annie about when they were talking about quarantining and, and WFH working from home, I was just like, oh my God, can you imagine if zombies start popping up? And it was just a, a weird thought I had. Yeah, well, it would does you, remind me of Zombieland too. Mm. Would you guys be ready for it? Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, no. No. Oh, you guys, make your way over here. Watch the movie Zombieland, okay? There are two things that you definitely need. Oh, three things. Number one, you need the rule book, right? Uh, Double tap, I think, is one of the rules. But you need that rule book. Number two, you need a gun, like a shotgun. Number three, you need Twinkies, because Twinkies can last forever. I don't have any of those things, so I I have to rewatch that movie. But we're Asian. We need like um, instant noodles. Instant noodles oh, yes. and dumplings. Instant noodles. Frozen oh, dumplings. Dumplings. Wow. We're uh, screwed. <laughs> Are you gonna be like Glenn? Are you ready for this apocalypse? Zombie apocalypse? If it if it ever came to it, I think I'm ready. I have a. Really? I don't have a gun, but I have swords. <laughs> like, uh, nice. Swords in my room. Whoa! Um, you're gonna be the you're gonna be the Filipino Michonne. Michonne. <laughs> have, yeah, have you ever awesome. used before? Oh, I so we have a really big pear tree in the back, like with Asian <laughs> pears. So uh-huh. wait, Asian pears? When, nice. Asian pears. Yeah. When okay. no one is watching and I'm I'm by myself, uh, <laughs> that's the time when you know I kind of do this. Routine. <laughs> where routine the sword the sword the sword has to come from like one of two places right so i guess it's like it always has to come from the side or you know if you're you're feeling cool it has to come from behind you so you like you pull it you pull it all the way out and then you, you kind of have to get into like some kind of uh, pose and then you know, because you have to be respectful to these uh, tree branches, I guess you can say. So start swinging away. You know, you need to show them that you're not scared. Wow, you really um, are ready. <laughs> if a zombie apocalypse really breaks out, I am moving to Staten Island. So see you soon. Did you hear about the man from Brooklyn that was hoarding N95 masks and then he got arrested by the cops? 
What? No, I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah, so he was hoarding a lot of masks. And there's a huge controversy about it. You guys can weigh in on this, see what you guys think. Um, my personal opinion is that um, don't be an asshole, you know, like <laughs> he was hoarding it. And then I think he was, he was uh, upselling it for 700%, you know, like, yeah, there's about like, you know, there's opportunity to make some money, but why are you doing that? I, I think it's terrible that people are taking advantage of the situation. And um, I feel like if you expect to not get caught, I mean, I don't think people can get away with it right now. I wonder how he got caught, yeah, actually. Uh, yeah, it's similar to the story yeah. with the guys, with the brothers who stole, oh, who stole, who purchased all the hand sanitizers, I believe. Oh, yeah, from, I saw from that, all the too. Walmarts. Yeah, they got, they, they pretty much got into trouble as well. Or they're stocking a lot of hand sanitizers at the moment, and they're getting, having trouble uh, selling them now. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that because there's no real law against hoarding, right? I mean, there it's a it's a morality issue because you're kind of like if you if you take more than you need, then you're taking it from someone else who who might possibly need it. But is it is it really is it wrong? What do you guys think? Um. Well, we're in a national supposedly you know national emergency. You know, uh -huh. hospitals are don't have PPE, and if there's people that are hoarding it and you know price gouging it, then I think it is a problem because our healthcare is pretty important. And you know, if we don't have doctors and nurses with PPE, and you know, you're part of the problem, then yeah, I think I think it is a wrong thing to do. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I mean, it's wrong uh morality wise but then at the same time it's like how do you you know kind of justify that if you're like the inf the law right how do you I, I wonder what happened i wonder how he got caught like whether or not you know the police had to break into his place and uh you know just claim all the the masks so i don't know if i believe all this hype and hysteria because some there's some fake news that's circulating also so you guys need to be oh. careful of what you read and also verify but from yeah. this particular article that i've read so he got caught and then apparently he started coughing on the people that were trying to arrest him yeah there's another guy that uh he was licking products on a shelf in a supermarket. Oh, yes. And what? yeah, he got arrested too. Yeah. Some Man, people are there's plenty of bad people out there. Yeah, those are the type of people who are very, uh, you know, pleogasmic when it comes to pleogasmic. their <laughs> habits. <laughs> Is that even a word? Pleogasm. Pleogasm. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're combining that with like uh, orgasmic, which is <laughs> another word entirely. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say pleogasma, like asthma, but uh, yeah, I've been, nice. oh, we've actually been making, making our own masks and then, you know, selling it to people, you know, local businesses around us. And then also we don't, we're, we're donating a bunch to the hospital. So I think, I think people should wear masks and I you know it's, I know that healthcare doesn't have masks, so maybe make your own or you know buy reusable. I've seen masks. people make masks out of like bras and stuff. It's quite creative. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Nice. Yeah, actually, my my sister works for, and they are they were lacking a lot of surgical masks and N95s. So, um, I work with vendors overseas for fashion company, and they sent me about three hundred masks, and I gave them to my sister. My my wife works for Dugal, and they're the company that Cuomo has been tied with. Uh, that's been working out of the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Uh, that's building all these. Uh, they're more of like a, not masks, but like a protective shield, face face shield. Oh yeah. Face shield, yeah. Where there's like mm-hmm. a little bit of a, some cloth that goes around, and then you have the shield, like a, almost like an okay. Iron Man mask, uh, that you're wearing, yeah. but it's clear. Whoa. Can Whoa. you fly? So, so she makes dog? those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, I, her company is making it. Her okay. Yeah. Wow, that's very cool. A few days ago, I had a Zoom meeting and one of the guys that was on the call purposely logged onto the call with his video on and he was wearing a gas mask. I was cracking <laughs> up. That was so wow. funny. He looked like Banes from, from Batman. Yeah. It's like Darth Vader, actually. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I have a couple of questions. Um, so sure. is there a big Filipino community in Staten Island? Or like do most of your customers come from like all different boroughs? So in Staten Island, we have approximately 9% of the Filipinos in New York City live, mm-hmm. live on Staten Island. Not I, even 10%. Yeah, 9%. 9%. <laughs> 1% lower um, than 9%. That's right, a lot of people. It's yeah. a good amount. Good amount. Enough yeah. for a, a business. Uh, yeah. I, I wish, I wish that we would get our customers back that we used to have that lived out in Brooklyn. But is that where the 81% raised, is? Uh, maybe about, <laughs> I don't know. 91, 40, can't do math, sorry. 40% yeah, like in Brooklyn. 20, 25%. Oh. Uh, the majority, of course, is there in Queens. Mm. Uh, but uh, ever since they raised the price of the toll, we ended up oh. losing a lot of our customers. The toll now to get on into Staten Island is $19. Wow. Damn, that's so crazy. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you there because my office is in uh, Bayonne, New Jersey. So I got to take the Bell oh. Parkway. The fastest way is the Bell Parkway through Bayonne. So I have to go through Staten Island. And I'm telling you, thank, thank goodness I can expense that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you're ever going to open one in Queens? Um, well, I, we would end up competing with our, our sister's uh, location. So um, we wouldn't open Queens, but uh, heads up, we have bit started to look in the Bronx. In the Bronx, there's a pretty strong Filipino population there. So oh. we're crossing our fingers, hoping we can find the perfect location, maybe near a hospital, because that's where it would make sense. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's something that we've been looking uh, into. Maybe a food truck? Maybe, cool. yeah, we could possibly bring that food truck up there to, to the Bronx one day. We'll see. Have um, you ever... Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Oh. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. All right, James, I was just going to ask. <laughs> I was just going to ask if you've ever been to Flushing, Queens. I have. Uh, my wife and I used to go out on dates, and I and she would take me to Flushing, and I love, I love the food scene out there. Nice. What is your favorite? My favorite. Oh gosh. Um, hmm. I think my favorite would have to be, do you know that small mall across the street from 
the parking lot, the main parking lot. I guess it's. Uh, I guess it is the, the one where you have mall? to go down. The yeah, that one. The New World. Okay. Yeah, New World Mall, right? Uh, oh, with, okay. Yeah. With, with the the food court in the basement, right? Food court. Right. Right. Yeah. That's okay. The one. Uh, I I go to the one where it's like a red. Uh, I can't read the 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 lettering, <laughs> but it's the red awning, pretty much. Love the food from there. What do like you order? A little order? bit on the spicy side. Uh, beef, goat, uh, and then like, whatever with the. I think I get the beef noodle stew. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you know, one of the things that I remember the first time I went there and I had it, never realized how spicy, you know, Asian spicy is. Like I asked for like the medium, and then uh, I was with my wife, uh, with my girlfriend at the time, <laughs> and um, uh, let's just say she saw this. Uh, Prime meridian of sweat coming across. Right here. She must have been that attractive because you guys are married now. Oh, she, she, yeah, like, well, she, she makes sure that I wear a hat every time we go out. Now, people have seen me when when I eat spicy food. It doesn't look doesn't look very pretty. So, uh, I usually you know, try to calm them down. I'm like, hey, listen, man, I'm I'm doing just fine. I just don't look, I I'm just look like I need boat. to go to the hospital. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I love eating spicy food, but my body cannot handle it. My body lets mm. me down all the time, but I'm always up for it. It's like, hey, you want to <laughs> um, try this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to try it. Yeah. And then when I, when I eat it and I'm just like, you have some milk? Yeah, there's a hot pot spot in uh, in the mall as well. I think it's like the third or fourth place, fourth floor. Mm-hmm. And oh. they had a spicy option. And the spicy option there was so spicy. I, I think I had like a couple pieces and then I stopped using the spicy one. Yeah, wow. so some of the Asian stuff, they're really spicy. I'll never forget this one place I went to with uh, my wife and her family. It's like a Szechuan palace yes. or something like that. Yeah. Where there's a shovel. God. There's a shovel of Szechuan peppers that they just <laughs> put. And then there's like maybe, I don't know, three pieces of shrimp or, and, and four pieces of chicken. And it's just all Szechuan peppers. And I'm just like, wow, <laughs> how do people eat this thing? Is that also in Flushing? It's, it's also unfortunate. Yeah. They're they're known for their spicy food. Yes. Got yeah. it. Got it. The Sichuan type of food is Shushuan. yeah all spicy. Yeah, that, that was the hot pot too. Sichuan. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Next time you guys <laughs> see that word, <laughs> just just like pre warning. Walk out. Yeah. No. It's <laughs> Yeah. They have a they have a lot of good eats in Flushing. Um, recently, I was really disappointed though because I went. I wanted to get dumplings. There's this place that's kind of across from the library, and then you have to mm-hmm. walk down. It's, mm-hmm. it's you walk down a flight of stairs, and there are stands, and they're really well known for their dumplings. And I went there because I was working nearby, and then I found out that it was closed down. I was so disappointed. Oh, no, no. But they they also own uh, they opened up Dumpling Galaxy as well, which it's not the same. I think it's yeah. I don't think the no offense. I don't think the quality is there, and I think that it's it, it's also more expensive. The original spot is the hole in the wall, and that's where Xi'an Famous Food started. If you guys know, uh, yes, I was just oh, gonna get to okay. Xi'an Famous Foods. Did you yeah. guys have that? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I uh, yes. love that. Love their food. I'm a big fan. And I love the whole business model of like their fast casual. They were able to open up multiple stores throughout New York. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I think it's quite spicy as well. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. It's delicious though. Yes. Really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be moving into Queens because if you compare the food, like I, in my opinion, the borough of in New York has the best food has to be Queens, hands down. Uh, I think Brooklyn has probably has the healthiest option since you could pretty much just throw a rock from anywhere and hit kale in Brooklyn. Staten Island, it's major uh it's usually all like Italian restaurants, predominantly Italian, uh over here. But uh I think best food is definitely Queens. Yeah. So growing up, I only had one or two, not even two, probably I've only met one person from Staten Island. And the impression that he gave me will forever be imprinted on my brain. What he told me was Staten Island is filled with crackheads. So I'm just like, oh, I'm looking out there. Oh gosh. Is there any truth to that? Or what, what, what do you think? I think there's zero truth to that. <laughs> yeah like you edwin if you're listening to this edwin <laughs> you know what it is it's just uh th- there's obviously a, a perception with staten island uh but uh, I, I remember like, growing up over here uh i i probably was the most popular kid in town but it wasn't because i was cool or anything it was because i was the only asian kid here <laughs> so everyone everyone knew who i was and I just, I guess it was just, like, the way I would classify everyone is whether or not they're, like, white or, like, really, really Italian. white. Italian. Or <laughs> really, yeah, really Italian white. or Irish. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, that was, like, for the most part, I mean, they all have that, uh, that uh, persona where they are, I guess, like, if you watch all those, like, mafia movies, uh, they kind of... You know, like they admire that type of, of uh, I guess, personality. What are you doing? So what are you doing? Yeah, they <laughs> they love all that stuff. So you can you can hear it in the in the way that they speak in the in the accents. Like, oh, you guys want some water? I can't, <laughs> I can't even do it. Do it. <laughs> Is it true that? Well, I know it's true. I just want your feedback. Um, Staten Island is the least talked about and the least loved borough. Absolutely true. Uh, but I love it here. Uh, and a lot of people who live in Staten Island won't say that. They they won't say that they love this borough. I personally do. I, I love I love it here. I grew up here. Uh, had a lot of memories over here. Uh, I made a lot of good friends over here. And I would, you know, now that I'm moving out to Queens, I would definitely consider moving back to Staten Island. The housing is cheaper too, right? I think so, yeah. Definitely compared to Brooklyn and all the other boroughs, except for the Bronx maybe. Uh, but Staten Island is a little bit cheaper. And you get a discount on the toll. You live in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I could uh, give you my discount because it, I only pay about $3, $4. That's for, a huge uh, Wow. Oh, yeah. Or, or you can take the free ferry across. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Nobody That's got pretty- time for that. <laughs> 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 it's it's, it's pretty, nice, pretty nice view, you know. 
I've never even been on it. It would be great for a first date. You know, like you yeah. buy some spicy food, you sweat all over your clothes, and then you go on the ferry. Perfect. Actually, Jeff and I have been to Staten Island um, during Christmas time because we went to Diker Heights to look at the Christmas lights, and then we went to Staten Island. You guys Island. must have been so disappointed. No. It was a lot of fun. You know, yeah. they have the... Diker Heights, really? Oh, no, Diker about... Heights? I'm talking about in terms of uh, Staten Island. They had the, okay. the Lantern Festival. Yeah. Oh, Lantern yes. Festival. Yes. I believe they do it once a year over there. Yeah, it's in the Staten Island Botanical Garden, I believe. It's a oh. snow harbor. Yeah, exactly. That was so much fun, but I was getting really mad because I couldn't find parking. And it was really oh. cold. Oh, that yeah. Day. It, was, it cold. was cold. We were mm-hmm. underdressed. Oh, no. <laughs> underdressed. Yeah. I was pregnant. <laughs> Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It was good content. Yo, check out my video on Facebook. It turned out well. <laughs> Manny, I'm on the core Toastmasters uh, Instagram right now. I see okay. that one of the speeches that you did, you actually did a live cooking session. Wow. Yes. Chicken abodo. Adobo. You guys have <laughs> presentations like Adobo. that also? Yeah, like people... In our group, really creative. (laughs) They come up with all these different, uh, pretty unique speeches. Is there a award for best speech? You get like a trophy, speech of the year? No, there's no awards. We do give awards to people when they uh, pass a certain point in their Pathways program. Uh, But we usually do a small speech contest during Table Topics. So when, when uh, we had our meetings, we were given like small pieces of paper to vote for who you felt gave the best answer. And what do you do with it? You hang those up on their wall? <laughs> we take a picture with them and the speaker and post it on our social media. Nice. Wait, I didn't see anything like that. Does that mean no one got a good speech? no well i mean this was when we were uh, like in the conference room so we could actually take a pic like they would you know come together take a picture first place second place uh and the person who was facilitating table topics those are the type of pictures you'll you'll find in our instagram and i didn't know this you were on life plus up also oh that's right i was five oh I hope you don't listen. Don't listen to it because uh, it's going <laughs> to give away one of my uh, two truths, one lie. Oh, let's oh, get into that. Okay, let's do oh. that. We didn't do that yet. Totally forgot about that. Two truths, one lie. So two truths, one lie. I wanted to make it about uh, how I've been spending my time to be the very best version of myself uh, during these times when I'm quarantining. Okay, so the first one is I use a method of hydroponic farming to pretty much farm my vegetables, my fruits, my herbs uh, in my parents' sunroom. And that's the, pretty much what I use as a, my ingredients when I eat. Uh, number two is I pretty much boil. Uh, like, so similar to hot pot, I, hot pot, I'll boil my, the meat that I eat. And the third one is I follow a intermittent fasting protocol called OMAD, which is an acronym for one meal a day. So you only have one meal a day? How does that work, OMAD? So yeah, I um, I basically, for one hour, uh, I would pretty much eat like a buffet's worth of food 
uh, I would uh, like two plates and then even like, you know, the crab, leg, crab, crab legs come in uh, with the butter. Uh, I eat nice. that much food in, in one hour and then I will fast for 23 hours. No way. 23 hours? No. And yeah, that includes sleep. It's a once a week thing or you do it every single day? I do it every other day. That can't mm. be true. You're such a big foodie. There's no yeah. way. But then again, why would you bring that up? (laughs) (laughs) Well, number one, it makes sense because you cook a lot and then you're a chef. So it would make sense to plant your own fresh food. We just had a guest on, Jason, that was talking about hydroponics. Mm -hmm. He does does hydroponic or does he do uh, the um, aquaponics? I think you know the difference. Might be aqua, right? Mm, don't know the difference. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. So aquaponics, uh, he incorporates fish into the equation. Oh no! Nope, it's hydro. No, hydro. So it's hydro. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. It's hydro. So, still respected. Yeah, still check respected. out the last episode if you guys haven't heard that already. <laughs> our guest, Jason Harris. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah, his vegetables look so amazing. Yeah, so green. Yeah, very healthy. <laughs> yeah, oh, what was number two again? Uh, number two is similar to hot pot. I boil the meat that I eat. Okay, how about the vegetables? Do you, do you boil those too? <laughs> well, the vegetables, I mean, I saute them, I stir fry them. No, he has no time. He only can eat for one hour. Ways. So it's either meat <laughs> or, or that's it. He has to choose. You know, o- OMAD. But if you, right. boil, if you boil the meat, do you put any seasoning or sauce on it? Absolutely. Uh, I, I basically will marinate it in, a, uh, in what's called a sous vide. What made you want to get into OMAD? Is there any health benefits? Why, why did you start doing that? Is it, you like to torture yourself? <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, have you ever heard of intermittent fasting or keto? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, so I, OMAD is almost the, like, like the ultimate goal for intermittent fasting. So, okay, OMAD, you reach the pinnacle of intermittent fasting. Are there health benefits? Yeah, tons of health benefits. I mean, there is, uh, oh my gosh, I'm starting to forget all of them. <laughs> but there are a ton of health, there are a ton of health benefits. Uh, if, there, okay, so some of the health benefits are for weight loss, weight management. Uh, you get a stronger cognif- cognitive function. Uh, what else is there? There's a few others. Oh, yeah, I know. I know a couple of people that have done it, and they lost. They actually lost weight from it, and they just they, they weren't as extreme as the one you're doing, but just they skip don't do one meal, right? Day. You to mad. No, they just two they, meals a day. <laughs> yeah so i mean that that actually makes sense too like people do two meals a day because uh that's prob they're probably doing anywhere from a four to a six hour eating window so from that point they'll they're fasting for the rest of the day they don't eat anything they just consume water uh green tea or black coffee. And what about uh, boiling your meats? What is that about? 
Well, I basically have this instrument, this tool in the kitchen called a sous vide, uh, in which the meat, I vacuum seal the meat and then I put it into a water bath in which the sous vide will maintain a certain temperature in which the food will reach, uh, my meat will end up reaching, like the inside of the meat will hit that temperature and it's, it'll help cook the meat perfectly every time. So is this something you haven't been doing before and now you're starting to do because of uh, COVID? COVID? Um, I'm doing it more now, now that I have more free time at home. Uh, when I cook steak, when I cook uh, any, anything meat related, ribs I owe, or fish, I'll, I'll sous vide it so that it reaches the perfect temperature. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then after that, once it's once it's been cooking for and what's the beauty of of sous vide also is that you can you can pretty much store it's like a storage mechanism where like you'll set it and forget it you'll be it'll it'll be cooking and marinating uh for close to anywhere from six hours to 24 hours have you considered creating an entree like that for the menu in the restaurant i've considered it However, we haven't quite gotten to there yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm uh, disappointed, uh, Jeff. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. You're vegetarian. Doesn't, doesn't vegetarian. Okay. I was asking just to kind of verify mm-hmm. the the validity of that statement. I'm leaning towards number three. Yeah, me too. I, I, I think number two. Ooh. Yeah. Right. I was so, I was gonna say number two, but after he explained all that, then probably number three. You have so, to understand that he's a chef too, so he probably even if he doesn't do it, he might know the instrument or how to do it. He probably came across it before. That's what that's what I'm thinking. Hmm, that's a good point, Jeff. Could you repeat statement number two? I pretty much boil <laughs> the meat two. that I eat. <laughs> <laughs> I use an instrument called a sous vide. Okay. Uh, that you could link to your phone. It's called the Jewel, and you link it to your cell phone, what? and you can set it uh, to a the ter- certain temperature that you want. That's really be. fancy. Oh, I'm questioning myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with number two. I'm going to trust my my gut. I think it's number two. I'll just go with three. And James? <laughs> so torn. I'll, I'll, yeah, I want to change to number two, but I think I'll just stick with three. Okay, two two votes for number three and one vote for number two. Okay, number three. Penny, tell these guys number, I'm right. Go ahead. Yes, okay, so number two and number three, they're both true. No! no! Yeah, the lie is actually the hydroponic farming. It's something that I've been looking into, but I haven't done it quite yet well let me introduce you to my friend (laughs) oh please please do it's something i've been reading up about uh i we my my dad is a has a green thumb and i mean he has so many beautiful plants but he uses soil like uh and i want to be able to start to farm a little bit smarter with the whole hydroponic system damn you got us feels bad man yeah, that was hard. <laughs> but you know what it is? I one of the things I notice is that 
typically when by since I've been listening to your podcast, everybody puts the false one either to second or third. No one ever really puts it as the first statement. I haven't even sat down wow. to analyze that, what? but you know what? I'm gonna be more I'm gonna pay attention a lot more now going forward. I am a big fan of your show. That's a really good observation. I'd love to step in and uh, be a guest host one day and I can easily conversate and ask questions and get to know your guests. Be careful what you wish for, Manny. One of the things that we talked about in our last meeting, we might actually take you up on that offer. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly really excited about that. I even have a few guests in mind that I would oh, want really? to bring into your show. Mm-hmm. All right, James. So we're wrapping up. I was just telling Manny here that I'm not practicing OMAD, so I got to go eat dinner. Um, we'll continue this conversation. We'll be in touch. Manny, thank you very much for coming on. We got to uh, have a lot of fun. We learned a lot. We didn't learn enough about Filipino cuisine, but there's always next time when you come on, we can talk about that. Um, but yes, thank you again for coming on. Check out the links below, the description below. We're going to have the Philam Instagram page. We also have the Core Toastmasters Instagram page. Te- uh, check it out if you guys are interested in joining me on the next or one of the upcoming meetings. Come, you know, we'll, we'll laugh together. We'll have a lot of fun um, improvising speeches and whatnot. So uh, thanks, Manny. Uh, have a good night. And guys, don't forget, check out our Teespring and our GoFundMe uh, to help us feed children. Um, we're donating for the No Kid Hungry oh, yes. campaign. So check that out. But most importantly, don't forget to stay ridiculous. Have a good night, guys. It's the Jeff and... Annie and James Redonculus Show. Yeah. Awesome.